Chapter Twelve of The Tinted Venus by F. Anstey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter Twelve An Appeal. If you did know to whom I gave the ring, if you did know for whom I gave the ring, and how unwillingly I left the ring, you would abate the strength of your displeasure. Merchant of Venice. Leander strode down the street in a swirl of conflicting emotions. At the very moment when he seemed to have prevailed over Miss Parkinson's machinations, his evil fate had stepped in and undone him forever. What would become of him without Matilda? As he was thinking of his gloomy prospects, he noticed for the first time that the statue was keeping step by his side, and he turned on her with smothered rage. "'Well,' he began, "'I hope you're satisfied.' quite leander quite satisfied for have i not found you oh you found me right enough he replied with a groan trust you for that what i should like to know is how the dickens you did it thus she replied i awoke and it was dark and you were not there and i needed you and i went forth and called you by your name and you now that you have hearkened to my call you are happy are you not me leander said grimly oh i'm regular jolly i am haven't i reason your sister seemed alarmed at my coming she said why well said leander they aren't used to having marble goddesses dropping in on them promiscuously the youngest wept was it because i took you from her side i shouldn't wonder he returned gruffly don't bother me when they were both safely within the little upper room again he opened the cupboard door wide now ma'am he said in a voice which trembled with repressed rage you must be tired with the exercise you've took this evening and i'll trouble you to walk in here there are many things on which i would speak with you she said you must keep them for next time he answered roughly if you can see anything you can see that just now i'm not in a temper for to stand it whatever i may be another evening why do i suffer this language from you she demanded indignantly why if you don't go in you'll hear language you'll like still less goddess or no goddess he said foaming i mean it i've been worked up past all bearing and i advise you to let me alone just now or you'll repent it enough she said haughtily and stalked proudly into the lonely niche which he closed instantly as he did so he noticed his sunday papers lying still folded on his table and seized one eagerly it may have something in it about what jauncey was telling me of he said and his search was rewarded by the following paragraph daring capture of burglars in bloomsbury on the night of friday the nth police constable york badge nine fifty four while on duty in the course of one of his rounds discovered two men in a fainting condition and covered with blood which was apparently flowing from sundry wounds upon their persons lying against the railings of queen square being unable to give any coherent account of themselves and housebreaking implements being found in their possession they were at once removed to the bow street station where the charge having been entered against them they were recognized by a member of the force as two notorious housebreakers who have long been wanted in connection with the camberwell burglary in which as will be remembered an officer lost his life 
the paragraph went on to give their names and sundry other details and concluded with a sentence which plunged leander into fresh torments in spite of the usual caution both prisoners insisted upon volunteering a statement the exact nature of which has not yet transpired but which is believed to have reference to another equally mysterious outrage the theft of the famous venus from the ricklesmarsh collection and is understood to divert suspicion into a hitherto unsuspected channel what could this mean if not that those villains smarting under their second failure had denounced him in revenge he tried to persuade himself that the passage would bear any other construction but not very successfully if they have brought me in he thought and it was his only gleam of consolation i should have heard of it before this and even this gleam vanished as a sharp knocking was heard below and descending to open the door he found his visitor to be inspector bilbo evening twaddle said the inspector quietly i've come to have another little talk with you leander thought he would play his part till it became quite hopeless proud to see you mr inspector he said will you walk into my saloon and i'll light the gas for you no don't you trouble yourself said the terrible man i'll walk upstairs where you're sitting yourself if you've no objections leander dared not make any and he ushered the detective upstairs accordingly ha said the latter throwing a quick eye around the little room nice little crib you've got here keep everything you want on the premises eh find those cupboards very convenient i dare say very said leander like the innocent joseph surface that he was oh very convenient sir he tried to keep his eyes from resting too consciously upon the fatal door that held his secret keep your coal and your wine and spirits there said the detective was he watching his countenance or not Y yes said leander leastways in one of em will you take anything sir thank ye twaddle i don't mind if i do and what do you keep in the other one now the other said the poor man oh odd things he certainly had one odd thing in it after the officer had chosen and mixed his spirits and water he began now you know what's brought me here don't you if he was sure he wouldn't try to pump me argued leander i won't throw up just yet i suppose it's the ring he replied innocently you don't mean to say you've got it back for me mr inspector well i am glad i thought you set no particular value on the ring when i met you last said the other why said leander i may have said so out of politeness not wanting to trouble you but as you said it was the statue you were after chiefly why i don't mind admitting that i shall be thankful indeed to get that ring back and so you brought it have you sir he said this so naturally having called on all his powers of dissimulation to help him in his extremity that the detective was favourably impressed he had already felt a suspicion that he had been sent here on a fool's errand and no one could have looked less like a daring criminal and the trusted confederate of still more daring ruffians than leander at that moment heard anything of potter lately he asked wishing to try the effect of a sudden coup i don't know the gentleman said leander firmly for after all he did not now take care he's been seen to frequent this house we know more than you think young man oh if he bluffs i can bluff too passed through leander's mind inspector bilbo he said i give you my sacred honour i've never set eyes on him he can't have been here not with my knowledge it's my belief you're trying to make out something against me if you're a friend inspector you'll tell me straight out 
that's not our way of doing business and yet hang it i ought to know an honest man by this time twaddle i'll drop the investigator and speak as man to man you've been reported to me never mind by whom as the receiver of the stolen venus a pal of this very potter that's what i've against you my man i know who told you said leander it was that count and his precious friend rattle oh you know them do you that's an odd guess for an innocent man twaddle they found me out from inquiries at the gardens said leander and as for guessing it's in this very paper so it's me they've gone and implicated have they all right i suppose they're men whose word you'd go by wouldn't you sir truthful reliable kind of parties eh none of that twaddle said the inspector rather uneasily we officers are bound to follow up any clue no matter where it comes from i was informed that that venus is concealed somewhere about these premises it may be or it may not be but it's my duty to make the proper investigations if you were a prince of the blood it would be all the same well all i can say is that i am as innocent as my own toilet preparations ask yourself if it is likely what could i do with a stolen statue not to mention that i am a respectable tradesman with a reputation to maintain excuse me but i am afraid those burglars have been having a lark with you sir he went just a little too far here for the detective was visibly irritated don't chatter to me he said if you're innocent so much the better for you if that statue is found here after this it will ruin you if you know anything be it ever so little about it the best thing you can do is to speak out while there's time i can only say once more i'm as innocent as the driveling snow repeated leander why can't you believe my word against those blackguards perhaps i do said the other but i must make a formal look round to ease my conscience leander's composure nearly failed him by all means he said at length come and ease your conscience all over the house sir do i can show you over softly said the detective i'll begin here and work gradually up and then down again here said leander aghast why you've seen all there is there now twaddle i shall conduct this my own way if you please i've been following your eyes twaddle and they've told me tales i'll trouble you to open that cupboard you keep looking at so this cupboard cried leander why you don't suppose i've got the venus in there sir if it's anywhere it's there there's no taking me in i tell you open it oh said leander it is hard to be the object of these cruel suspicions mr inspector listen to me i can't open that cupboard and i'll tell you why you you've been young yourself think how you'd feel in my situation and consider her as a gentleman you won't press it i'm sure if i'm making any mistake i shall know how to apologize said the inspector if you don't open that cupboard i shall never exclaimed leander i'll die first and he threw himself upon the handle the other caught him by the shoulders and sent him twirling into the opposite corner and then taking a key from his own pocket he opened the door himself i i never encouraged her whimpered leander as he saw that all was lost the officer had stepped back in silence from the cupboard then he faced leander with a changed expression i suppose you think yourself devilish sharp he said savagely and leander discovered that the cupboard was as bare as mother hubbard's he was not precisely surprised except at first she's keeping out of the way she wouldn't be the goddess she is if she couldn't do a trifling thing like that was all he thought of the phenomenon he forced himself to laugh a little 
excuse me he said but you did seem so set on detecting something wrong that i couldn't help humouring you inspector bilbo was considerably out of humour and gave leander to understand that he would laugh in a certain obscure region known as the other side of his face by and by you take care that's my advice to you young man i've a deuced good mind to arrest you on suspicion as it is he said hotly lor sir said leander what for for not having anything in that cupboard it's my belief you know more than you choose to tell be that as it may i shall not take you into custody for the present but you pay attention to what i'm going to tell you next don't you attempt to leave this house or to remove anything from it till you see me again and that'll be some time to-morrow evening if you do attempt it you'll be apprehended at once for you're being watched i tell you that for your own sake twiddle for i've no wish to get you into trouble if you act fairly by me but mind you stay where you are for the next twenty-four hours and what's to happen then said leander i mean to have the whole house thoroughly searched and you must be ready to give us every assistance that's what's to happen i might make a secret of it but where's the use if you're not a fool you'll see that it won't do to play any tricks you'd far better stand by me than potter i tell you i don't know potter blow potter said leander warmly we shall see was all the detective deigned to reply and just be ready for my men to-morrow evening or take the consequences those are my last words to you and with this he took his leave he was by no means the most brilliant officer in the department and he felt uncomfortably aware that he did not see his way clear as yet he could not even make up his mind on so elementary a point as leander's guilt or innocence but he meant to take the course he had announced and his frankness in giving previous notice was not without calculation he argued thus if tweddle was free from all complicity nothing was lost by delaying the search for a day if he were guilty he would be more than mortal if he did not attempt after such a warning either to hide his booty more securely and probably leave traces which would betray him or else to escape when his guilt would be manifest unfortunately there were circumstances in the case which he could not be expected to know and which made his logic inapplicable after he had gone leander thrust his hands deep into his pockets and began to whistle forlornly a little while ago it was burglars now it's police he reflected aloud i'm going it i am and then there's matilda and that there venus one predicament on top of another but here a sudden hope lightened his burden suppose she's took herself off for good he was prevented from indulging this any further by a long low laugh which came from the closed cupboard no such luck she's back again he groaned oh come out if you want to don't stay larfin at me in there the goddess stepped out with a smile of subdued mirth upon her lips leander she said did it surprise you just now that i had vanished oh he said wearily i don't know yes i suppose so you found some way of getting through at the back i dare say do you think that even now i cannot break through the petty restraints of matter well however it was managed it was cleverly done i must say that i didn't hardly expect it of you but you must do the same to-morrow night mind you must i indeed she said yes unless you want to ruin me altogether you must they're going to search the premises for you i have heard all she said but give yourself no anxiety 
by that time you and i will be beyond human reach not me he corrected if you think i'm going to let myself be wafted over to cyprus which is british soil now let me tell you you're under a entire delusion i've never been wafted anywhere yet and i don't mean to try it all her pent-up wrath broke forth and descended upon him with crushing force meanest and most contemptible of mortal men you shall recognize me as the goddess i am i have borne with you too long it shall end this night shallow fool that you have been to match your puny intellect against a goddess famed for her wiles as for her beauty you have thought me simple and guileless you have never feared to treat me with disrespect you have even dared to suppose that you could keep me an immortal pent within these wretched walls i humoured you i let you fool yourself with the notion that your will was free your soul your own now that is over consider the perils which encircle you everything has been aiding to drive you into these arms my hour of triumph is at hand yield then cast yourself at my feet and grovel for pardon for mercy or assuredly i will spare you not leander went down on all fours on the hearth-rug mercy he cried feebly i've meant no offence only tell me what you want of me why should i tell you again i demand the words from you which place you within my power speak them at once ah thought leander i am not in her power as it is then if i was to tell you once more that i couldn't undertake to say any such words he asked aloud then she said my patience would be at an end and i would scatter your vile frame to the four winds of heaven lady venus said leander getting up with a white and desperate face don't drive me into a corner i can't go off not a moment's notice in either way i-i must have a day only a day to make my arrangements in give me a day lady venus i ask it as a particular favour be it so she said one day i give you in which to take leave of such as may be dear to you but after that i will listen to no further pleadings you are mine and all unworthy as you are i shall hold you to your pledge leander was left with this terrible warning ringing in his ears the goddess would hold him to his involuntary pledge even he could see that it was pride and not affection which rendered her so determined and he trembled at the thought of placing himself irrevocably in her power but what was he to do the alternative was too awful and then in either case he must lose matilda here the recollection of how he had left her came over him with a vivid force what must she be thinking of him at that moment and who would ever tell her the truth when he had been spirited away for ever oh matilda he cried if you only knew the hideous position i'm in if you could only advise me what to do i could bear it better and then he resolved that he would ask that advice without delay and decide nothing until she replied there was no reason for any further concealment she had seen the statue herself and must know the worst what she could not know was his perfect innocence of any real unfaithfulness to her and that he must explain he sat up all night composing a letter that should touch her to the heart with the following result my own dearest girl if such you will still allow me to qualify you i write to you in a state of mind that i really hardly know what i am about but i cannot endure making no effort to clear up the gaping abyss which 
the events of the past fatal afternoon has raised betwixt us in spite of all i could do you have now seen and been justly alarmed at the person with whom i allowed myself to become involved in such an unhappy and unprecedented manner and having done so you can think for yourself whether that art of stone was able for to supplant yours for a single moment though the way in which such a hideous event transpired i cannot trust my pen to describe except in the remark that it was purely accidental it all happened in that ill ominous saturday when we went down to those gardens where my doom was saving up to lay in wait for me and i scorn to deny that bella's sister ada was one of the party but as to anything serious in that quarter oh tilly the old time i was contrasting you with her and thinking how truly superior and never did i swerve not what could be termed a swerve for an instant i did dance arf a waltz with her but why because she asked me to it and as a gentleman i was bound to oblige and that was afterwards too when i had put that ring on which is the sauce of all my recent agony all the time i was dancing my thoughts were elsewhere on how could i get the ring back again for so i still hoped i could though when i came to have a try oh my dear girl no one couldn't persuade her she's that obstinate and yet unless i do it is all over with me and soon too and now if it's the last time i shall ever write words with a mortal pen i must request your support in this dilemma which is sounding its dread horns at my very door you know what she is and who she is and you cannot doubt but what she's a goddess loath as you must feel to admit such a thing and i ask you if it would be downright wicked in me to do what she tells me i must do indeed i won't do it being no less than flying with her immediate to a distant clime and you know how repugnant i am to such a action not if you advise me against it or even if you was but to assure me your affections were unchanged in spite of all but you know we parted under peculiar cirques and i cannot disguise from myself that you may be thinking worse of me than what matilda i can honestly say i deserve now i tell you solemnly that if this is the fact and you've been thinking of your proper pride and your womanly dignity and things like that there's no time for to do it in matilda if you don't want to break with me for all eternity for she's pressing me to carry out the pledge as she calls it and i must decide before this time to-morrow and i want to feel you are not lost to me before i can support my trial and what with countless perplexities and burglars threatening and giving false informations and people searching there's no saying what i may do or not what i mayn't do if i'm left to myself for even i am very unhappy matilda and if ever a man was made a victim through acting without intentions or if with of the best i am that party oh matilda don't don't desert me unless you have ceased to care for me and in that contingency i can look upon my fate whatever it be with a apathy that will supply the courage which will not even winch at its approach but if i am still of value come and come precious soon or it will be too late to the assistance of your truly penitent and unfortunate leander tweddle p s you will see the condition of my feelings from my spelling i haven't the heart to spell don was breaking as he put the final touches to his appeal and read it over with a gloomy approbation he had always cherished the conviction that he could write a good letter when he was put to it and felt now that he had more than risen to the occasion william will take it down to bayswater the first thing to-morrow no to-day i mean he said rubbing his hot eyes i fancy it will do my business and it did
End of chapter 12. Read by Don W. Jenkins, Rancho San Diego, California, shaggybark.blogspot.com.